There's no secret formula for better service throughout the customer journey. But there is the all-new service hub from HubSpot. It makes it infinitely easier to scale customer support and increase retention. By bringing service and support together in one powerful platform, you can deliver the best experiences for your customers and your teams. Free up time for your reps to focus on complex issues with an AI-powered help desk. Proactively drive retention with customer health scores that help keep your business ahead, stopping churn in its tracks. And give your entire go-to-market team the data they need to operate as one unified, powerful front. Also, you can easily support, strengthen, and grow your customer base. Secrets out. HubSpot Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to do more for your customers today. Howdy, folks. It is Tuesday, September 20th. I'm Jacob Cohen here with Rob Litterst, and this is The Hustle Daily Show. Today we're going to be taking a walk down aisle five. We're talking about groceries and the future of grocery shopping for years, especially the last few years. Online grocery shopping seemed to be the only way forward and has gotten very popular. But Instacart and Amazon are now more bullish than ever on in-person grocery shopping. So what's that all about? We're going to discuss it. But before we get into all that, let's take a quick look at what else is going on in the business and tech world. Let's get crack lucky. All right, first things first, an unauthorized party claiming to be the same 18-year-old who just hacked Uber the other day reportedly hacked and leaked gameplay footage and source code from GTA 6 Grand Theft Auto 6, which isn't expected to be released until 2025. Humongous headache here. A leak of this scale is apparently so rare that a lot of times when something like this happens, people just cast doubt on the authenticity of it. And it can also cause a lot of trouble, especially in the marketing departments of game development companies, uh, if the game isn't like complete yet or it's not showing features that they necessarily were promising. But Rockstar Games confirmed the leak on Monday and people close to the story said it doesn't represent what the game will look like in its final form. So we'll see how this plays out. Moving along, the FAA rejected a proposal that would cut the number of required hours to become a co-pilot in half. Republic Airways proposed to regulators in April that pilots be allowed to fly commercial passenger flights after 750 hours of flight time. The rejection comes amid a massive pilot shortage that has led some airlines to cut routes, and consulting firm Oliver Wyman estimates the industry is facing a deficit of about 8,000 pilots and could reach about 30,000 pilots by 2025, so not good. Hilton will design astronaut suites on Starlab, a private space station being developed by Voyager Space Holdings and Lockheed Martin. The company's aimed to have the first Starlab operational in low Earth orbit as early as 2027. We'll see if uh, Hilton belongs in space or should stay <laughs> down in uh, the beach. You know, <laughs> Excited to see what that hotel lobby looks like. All right. And lastly, McDonald's will reopen three locations in Kiev this week with increased safety protocols. The company closed all 109 Ukrainian locations after Russia's invasion there. I'm sure they will turn this into some kind of commercial for like the Super Bowl, you know, Big Macs saving the day in a war zone or something. I don't know. (laughs) All right. And Rob, you wrote about some interesting data on closed captioning, right? I was very surprised by this data. So if you think about audio transcription tools, they kind of break down into two purposes. So there are subtitles, which help viewers understand audio that's spoken in a different language that they don't understand. 
And there's closed captions, which help people that have hearing loss understand what's happening on the screen. Mm. If I ever have subtitles on the screen, it's usually accidental and it usually takes <laughs> me 10 minutes to figure out how to turn them off <laughs> yeah. on my TV because I'm just an absolute neophyte. But getting to the data, a recent survey from Preply looked at subtitle usage by generation. So Gen Z, 70% of respondents said that they use subtitles and captions which okay. is just crazy to me. That's high. <laughs> yeah, that's like a wild majority. For millennials, it was 53%. Ah. And if you compare that to Gen Xers, which was 38%, and then Baby Boomers, which is 35%, mm. like you would think that those generations would ultimately being older, maybe have more hearing loss, and would use subtitles more. It's these younger demographics that are using subtitles like crazy. And it's just this really kind of counterintuitive finding. But then when you realize what's kind of happening in the marketplace, it all seems to make sense. Yeah, that is interesting. I've actually noticed myself starting to use subtitles more. I don't really know why. Oh, yeah? I used to hate subtitles. And now I'm like, I don't know. Sometimes I can't understand half the words people say on TV anymore. <laughs> I just need to read it. Even The Sopranos sometimes. I was like, what are they talking about? Like, I literally <laughs> yeah. can't understand them right now. If you look at this trend, like many things that we talk about on here, like that's impacting culture, it can be traced back to Netflix and TikTok. Even more deeply, I think mm -hmm. it can be traced back to AI. So ultimately, back in the day, to do a video transcription service, people had to do it manually. But with yeah. AI tools, that's just completely automatic now. Much easier. Yeah. And now that it's so easy, like Netflix has made this big effort since 2017 to make their captions more entertaining. And sure. they found that the number of people that are using captions since 2017 has doubled. Wow. TikTok creators have embraced captions as this new kind of medium for creativity, where you can be yeah. really funny, where you can embrace your personality, and also as a way to increase accessibility of their videos obviously one of the original use cases. A lot of TikToks have captions automatically turned on and I listen to them with sound too. I'm not just reading the captions as the only way of understanding what's being said. And I think it's just a better way to absorb information. You're absorbing it in two ways now and it's in some ways more entertaining. Words flying on the screen. It's like a much simpler version of Amazon's Whisper Sync. WhisperSync is when you read a book on your Kindle and you simultaneously listen to the Audible book. So like mm. you listen to and read the book at the same time and it's supposed to like really improve comprehension. Oh, that's really weird. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine doing this. Like I think it would totally yeah. f up my reading. Like I don't even think I'd be able to understand anything. The big perk, though, of this is people can watch videos in public without pissing other people off. Like when I used to take the train and the bus into work and people would be watching videos on their phone and I could hear it out of earshot, oh, it would drive me crazy. Yep. So yep. if that means that that's going to happen less, then I'm all for captions. Keep them going. Exactly. All right, JC. And you did a little bit of digging on a topic that's near dear to both of our hearts. Groceries. Yeah. So let me ask you this. If you were walking on the street and someone asked you what Instacart is in two seconds, like what would you say to them? Grocery delivery. Exactly what I wanted you to say. <laughs> and they do that, right? That's the correct answer. They do grocery delivery and they do it really well. They're growing a lot. They serve 75,000 retail locations, 600,000 users. Sheesh. They do billions and billions of dollars in volume of grocery delivery. We're moving to a world now where companies like Instacart, companies like Amazon, you know, companies that have really pioneered online shopping, especially in the grocery space, are investing more in this hybrid approach and in many ways in in-person grocery shopping. 
The headline here is that the company announced something called Connected Stores, very tech buzzword name for something. It's their platform basically to seamlessly bridge all their operations software that they now offer grocery stores with some hardware products like something that they built called the Caper Cart, which is a smart cart, has scale sensors, a screen scanners so you can order things from the deli counter while you're shopping you can navigate to whatever aisle the salad dressings on you could check out from the cart all that stuff necessary i don't know does it improve the experience (laughs) maybe but it's cool then they also introduced carrot tags which are these e-ink price tags that have qr codes and leds on them so you're walking down the aisle you're looking on the caper cart for your salad dressing and it'll blink to you on an LED from down the aisle so you know where the salad dressing is that you want. Pretty neat. Love that. It's far from the first to try its hand at some of these gadgets and gizmos, but they are, I believe, one of the first to be able to implement this kind of hardware with a full service software platform at real scale to make a really great experience for both the shoppers and the retailers. And the question is, where is this all headed? Is it worth it? Why is anyone doing this? So, of course, it's headed where all mass market opportunities and tributaries flow, the Amazon. Amazon's foray into food runs really deep. It extends far beyond their almost $14 billion acquisition of Whole Foods. It extends deep into the shopping experience here and things like delivery and payments. Amazon has spent years perfecting its just walk out tech that it's white labeled, which lets you literally just take something off a shelf and walk out and it knows what to charge you for. They have recently introduced palm scanning for payments at checkout counters. And they're expanding Amazon Fresh, which is literally just their large scale supermarket chain. They have 44 locations now and counting. But there's also this company yesterday that raised $100 million called Swiftly. One thing they do is build brick and mortar grocery apps for just like local kind of grocery chains. Nice. They apparently cover 10% of the U.S. market, which is pretty remarkable. Big picture, you have companies like Instacart and Amazon who, as I said, pioneered online shopping. And we have them being extremely bullish and investing tons of money in a future where you're still walking down the aisles, holding your breath, walking past the seafood counter, you know? (laughs) Every time. And bada bing, bada boom, that's going to do it for us today, folks. Thanks for tuning in to The Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Robert Artwig. Our executive producer is Darren Clark. I'm Jacob Cohen here with Rub Letters. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. If you're not subscribed, go get yourself subscribed at thehustle.co. Have a terrific Tuesday, and we'll see you tomorrow.